0: Ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am, the original H B I C Katie motherfucking boy. And guess what, guys? Big Bernard's back. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Da-da-da. <Da-da-da-da-da>. Big Bernard.
1: <laughs> hey, what's going
0: on? Welcome back after your two year hiatus from nice. the ambitious podcast.
1: How does it feel to be out of the closet? Literally dude. in the floor of our closet doing the podcast. I was kicked off the podcast because there wasn't any room for me
0: in there, dude. <laughs> if, you told me anyway. If Matt and I and our roly motherfucking poly asses were just scooting and booting around the around the fucking closet, it would have been I don't even know what. Not good. They would have had to get good. the jaws of life in there to get us out. <laughs> well, at least you'd
1: be fine. Definitely the jaws of life <laughs> oh for me. God. after my COVID weight.
0: Yeah, hey, oh, honey, I gained weight too, but you know what? It Was worth every. Motherfucking glass of bourbon. Bourbon, martinis, everything. Go. <laughs> oh, cakes and pies, cakes and pies, freaking <laughs> cooking shit every day. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. That's crazy. So, a lot of you bitches out there in a bitches land are like, where the fuck is Matt Babine? Where's Big Banat, as we say out here in, in Massachusetts? And now that we have the podcast studio up and poppin', I said, Big Banat, you gotta come on the podcast and tell the girls what's up. <laughs>
1: And I am I'm thrilled to be on here again. This is awesome.
0: Well, I'm glad too. And today we're gonna be talking to Maddie B, all about what the fuck he's been up to for the last two
1: years
0: (laughs) and what's been going on and what's gonna be going on in the future.
1: Yeah, it's been crazy, right? So thanks for having me back on. Yeah, Uh, you're welcome. I was waiting to come back on. I saw the new podcast room. It looks unbelievable. And
0: here I am now. You owe me like Again. a Chanel bag or something for letting you back mm-hmm. on here because so. this is against my religion. <laughs> I really didn't want to get on. Matt Babine says before he gets on, he goes, "Huh, I can feel it beating in my future. I'm like, yup. I'm like, you better be on your <laughs> well, best all behavior. This new
1: equipment, right? I'm looking at these levels and I go, if my level's not right and the sound doesn't sound right, I can
0: see it beating in my future. No, it's going to be, <laughs> dude, it's going to be fine. Awesome. So tell us what the hell has been going on for the last two years? So let's go back in our hot tub time machine (laughs) back to March. No, actually let's go back to my birthday, Mm. February of
1: 2020. Yeah. So we we, we went away to New York city for your birthday and it was unbelievable. It was like probably the best time we've ever had. It was like a five day vacation stayed in right in, right near, um, uh, central park, (laughs) At the beautiful Mandarin Oriental hotel, and
0: we—it's the Mandarin Oriental. Are you already really doing this to me today? Mer- Let's Man- use
1: our big words today, Yes, Matt. That's what it was, Mandarin Oriental yes. hotel. And we had no idea what was going to be coming down the pike. So we were at Broadway. We were going to fine restaurants. We were taking Pearl in the park. Kitty was getting massages. And I should have known him because I had a massage schedule, too, for, because it was her birthday and I need to get in on it, too. And <laughs> That's all he knows how to do. He always just uses me. You know, all of a sudden, I get a call from downstairs in the hotel and they said, oh, Mr. Baybine, I'm sorry, but you, your masseuse is not feeling well. Well little did I know, she had COVID. And it <laughs> yeah,
0: but no one knew what really COVID was. You know, it was called
1: Corona back then, right? Everything was the Corona, no, I, the it coronavirus. virus. It was called
0: COVID-19 SARS, some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that, that was much later. Yeah, but we were like, oh, God, it's just like another swine flu. And yeah. a couple people will get diarrhea and we'll all move on with our lives. That's what we
1: thought. And then we had, you know, we continued to have a blast. I said, well, listen, I don't need to, you know, get a massage. You go to the spa. I'll go take Pearl. And I'll have a cigar in Central Park and walk around. And And I was like,
0: don't mind if I do. And I was the (laughs) only person in the spa because I think everyone else was, like, smart to what was happening in the world. Unbelievable. And you guys all know that I don't watch the news. I literally refuse. So I was like, COVID, schmovid. We're fine. Let's go fucking live our best life. Let's go watch Beetlejuice. Let's go to freaking all the best restaurants in Boston because that's all I wanted In in New York. Yep. Our, we came home and went to Boston we too. Went to Boston too. <laughs> God. And listen, we're not like being funny about this, but we're really like recapping the last two years of our lives because it was literally my birthday. We went to New York, like Matt is saying, during like the height of fricking when COVID unleashed on the U.S. And then we came home, and Victoria Duke, Smolensky, right. and Chloe stayed, stayed with Parsons. And Carlos Velez all came up from Florida to do the cover of my book, to shoot the cover of my book and do my hair and makeup and style me. And they were the last, I think they were the last flights out of Boston the week that the world shut down.
1: Yeah, they were. And and it was like, they were like, oh, my God, did you guys hear about this, this coronavirus? What's going on? And you guys were in New York. And I'm like, yeah. We had a great
0: time. I feel
1: like who cares? I feel amazing. Who cares? We feel amazing. Little did we know. And then that I think that weekend after they left, we went out to have dinner. And then we we're sitting at the bar having dinner, and we're looking at the the news came on, and the governor of Massachusetts was was coming on and saying, "Hey, we're closing down everything. Businesses are going to be closed." We're going to be quarantined. I'm like, what the hell is a quarantine? What
0: is it? I don't I even no know. Idea. I didn't even, none even of us mean? knew the terminology. Like yeah. social distancing? What the fuck was that? Yeah. Come on now. Social distancing. I have no idea what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm not The only big... time I social distance is when you lay next to me in bed at night. <laughs>
1: That's what I thought it was. I said, oh, Jesus, it must be some kind of a sexual.
0: I'm thing. like, stay six don't feet away. Me. I don't want to give her any kind of new ammunition not to, <laughs> not to not be able to touch you. To touch me. Oh, my God. Bed, you know? So we literally closed the whole world down. Yeah. And then you and I who both have in-person companies, yeah. didn't know what the fuck to do.
1: No, the next morning it was it was uh, Monday morning and I'm getting calls from, you know, parents of my studio, my line studio saying, "What are you going to do?" and I'm like, "Guys, I'm just trying to get my hands around this." And then we decided, you know, probably by like 11 o'clock that morning that we were going to close the gym and the martial arts studio. But we only
0: thought it was going to be for two weeks.
1: Right. It was the two weeks.
0: So you and I were like, oh, my God, this is like the vacation we've always wanted. Like, we're just going to stay home for two weeks. We're (laughs) going to hang out. We'll get some projects done around the house. We're flattening the curve. Two years
1: later, (laughs) here we still are. Yeah, here we still are. But thank God it's a lot better than it was. But we were closed down for, I was closed down. Yeah, how long were you closed? Good six months, six Damn. months solid. Then we started opening and we had a social distance and some of the classes I couldn't have because, you know, it's very difficult to social distance three and four and five yeah. year olds. I mean, no they shit. don't know what that means. Seriously. You
0: know? they, they just, uh, the best part of the summer though, the first part of COVID was I told Matt, I was like, listen, bring home a bag from the studio. Mm. We're going to do this thing called zoom. Now I had been zooming for a really long time because, you know, 80% of my, my business is virtual. And he's like, this is crazy, Katie. I'm not doing this. This is nuts. We're going to be back in two weeks. And I was like, bring the bag home and we're going to Zoom. And all of the classes are going to be on Zoom. So literally, I would be like white girl wasted drunk filming my husband on Zoom, doing kickboxing (laughs) classes, doing little ninja classes, doing junior beginner classes at the martial arts studio. Because if you guys, to catch you up to speed, my husband's a two-time world champion martial artist. And he owns an incredible martial arts studio called Dojo Sante in Hudson, New Hampshire. And he has children from what three years old all the way up to all the way up to sixty
1: five. Wow, that's my oldest student right that's now.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. And everyone was literally on Zoom. And then I said, "Listen, now we're going to pivot again. Yeah. And now I'm going to have you take all the bags because if you guys know anything about martial arts, bags, right? In the bottom, it's either punching s- bags. Yeah, punching, punching bags. You have to fill them up with like hundreds of gallons of water so that you can kick them and they don't fall over. So there Matt and I were schlepping at the martial arts studio, dumping all of the bag, bottom of the bags out, hundreds of gallons of water. Then we were telling the clients to come pick the bags up that we were going to give them the bags totally free to put in their home so they could actually do bag work live on Zoom every right. day for kickboxing. And we thought
1: it was going to be like a month or so. <sighs> well, six months later, you know, that was so smart.
0: People still have bags that. at home. They do. You better and get some, those some people, bags.
1: Well, some people are still using the bags at home. They, they they haven't decided to come back into the studio yet. Right. And which is fine. I think it works better for them because they can just go downstairs, get on Zoom, get mm-hmm. a workout in and not, not have to drive to the studio, especially in the
0: wintertime. And now let me kind of just shift gears for a second to remind everybody also that my husband also has like a day job, which yeah. is what?
1: Well, I'm vice president of a healthcare company. So.
0: <laughs> and what do you specialize in, Matt? <laughs> Respiratory. Oh my so, God! So here
1: I am, locked out of hospitals. I'm sitting at home during the day, zooming with doctors, talking to case managers, you know, all via Zoom, working with sleep labs. It was not easy.
0: Everyone's running out of respirators.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was. It was you know, th- there was the problem with respirators uh, the ventilators were all over the place. We were shipping them to Europe because Europe at the time, at the beginning of COVID. Where they were really struggling and especially Italy. We were selling yes. a lot of products to Italy, moving a lot of products to India, all over the world, and it was absolutely crazy.
0: And then George Floyd was George Floyd was murdered in yeah. the middle of
1: all this. In the middle of that. And then there's riots and Boston's going crazy. As you know, I mean that summer was absolutely nuts. Wild.
0: Wild. Absolutely. I mean, wild. So what do you think? Was the, was the hardest thing that you have gone through in the last two years? If I, you had to be totally, truthfully honest, no no fucking around, be vulnerable.
1: The hardest thing I went through was really the isolation. And I am pretty much a, a very, what do you call it? I, I love to read. I love to listen to books. You're an introvert. I'm an introvert. And I, because I have to talk so much in every, all of my businesses, Katie and I have both, you know, when it's, it's it's very easy for us to unplug and want to be alone and hang out and i'll tell you after about a month or a month was great and then all of a sudden i'm like this is awful i need to see people i like to drive around and go see my clients i love i miss my students i miss my little kids and you know the only thing that i was really grateful for is really is the studio was able to keep on running remember there was no baseball basketball nothing um, you know uh, dance no the kids had absolutely nothing to do and my families were awesome. They stayed with me all through COVID. They did. They stayed and they trained and they made sure that the kids were on Zoom and, you know, how hard it is teaching kids, you know, with their TV there and their devices. And, then they
0: and they've been their- on it all day, right? Because they had remote learning right. in school. So these poor kids are on Zoom all fucking day. Yeah. And then they have to get back on the Zoom. And, and it was probably the most fun time that they had all day was to get on Zoom for martial arts. For martial
1: arts. And they get to see their friends. And then they could use the Zoom better than me. So they would say, oh
0: you're on mute. I Still can't to this you. day. So it's like he never learned one, one, one thing. My
1: and my families were absolutely unbelievable through the whole thing. But I think it was really, you know, really, I know we, we saved A lot of energy. We saved a lot of time, and we we were able to help a lot of families during that crazy time. Oh, my God, absolutely.
0: You still didn't answer my question, though. What was the question? If you were a pageant girl right now, you would have fucking lost. You're like the girl that's like, the Iraq and the Afghanistan. (laughs) Matt, what was the hardest thing during the COVID? You didn't even talk about how Karina fucking moved home. Well, I didn't even get into that. Jesus. That was the hardest thing for me, by the way. Because this is not about Matt Bayman. It's about me.
1: (laughs) <laughs> the hottest thing for me was the isolation and not being able to go to restaurants and see friends and stuff like that. All the that things a, that
0: we really took for granted. Yeah, things we took for granted, just
1: getting together over at someone's house, you know. And then we had people come, our friends, our good friends would come over every now and then, we'd have like a social distancing party. Oh, God. Can we you imagine? Sit, we would sit like, you know, 10 feet away from How each other. How stupid were we? And we didn't know. I mean, we never went through, nobody went through this. I mean, even people that I know that are in the 80s and my mentors and so forth and so on. They never went through anything like this. So I get how, mad how at myself though to.
0: sometimes. Like I'm like, I'm a smart bitch. I understand science. I understand yeah. how I understand how things work. And I can't believe like for the first six months I would literally sit like ten feet away from my friends and have coffee. And that yeah. was like scary to me.
1: That was scary, but it also it gave us an outlet too, because we, we did miss a lot of people. We oh my god. Of, yeah,
0: it was it was And that, then you remember when story. like we started seeing people again and we were like shell-shocked, we like yeah. didn't even know how to act. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Do I hug you? Do I kiss you? Do I finger your butthole? Yeah. Do I like what do I do? <laughs> the butthole probably would be safe. <laughs> Matt's like you can figure that my butthole anytime.
1: Uh anytime. <laughs> but uh, oh just god. don't shake hands because they make cough in their hand, you know. Oh my and, uh, god. Everybody's coughing differently. I mean, you go to a restaurant for the first time, you know, and it was still kind of quarantine, you know, if anyone even sneezed, the oh whole my restaurant gosh. would be like so quiet. I would clutch like my whatever. pearls. Yeah. What, remember I had a little cough and, and I had a little cough and I was, um, we were sitting there and I was, we were have, having a um, dinner and I got something in my throat.
0: Kitty's <laughs> looking at me like, would you please Oh, my up. God. Stop
1: coughing. You know, I was gonna like, they're going to they they take you COVID. to the camp. They're going <laughs> to
0: take you to the camp, and they're going to freaking put you to work, dude. I'm like,
1: come on, relax. It's all right. It's just, uh-uh, you know, I didn't like it's it. I was scared. In my dust in my throat. I know,
0: but everyone was staring at you. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Keep it in. And he's like, I'm going to explode. <laughs> I was turning red. <laughs> now, mind you, in the midst of all this, while we're both and I'm not even talking about my business. Like we, I had to pivot my business, like literally a hundred, I, I don't even know, 180 degrees. Right. Oh, absolutely. You had to pivot both of your businesses, which was so stressful. There was a time during the first, like maybe three months of the Rona where I was like, I think I'm going to die today. Like every day <laughs> was I would just get challenge. so overloaded with yeah. like stress. And then, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. Like, yes, I might have more tools and Matt may have more tools than maybe you do to get through these things, but we're still going through hard shit too and difficult stuff. And none of us knew what the hell to do. No. And then on top of it, in the midst of all this, we say to our daughter, Karina, who was living in Boston at the time and working, yo, like you need to come home for a couple of weeks. Like Boston was getting looted. It was a fucking riot. Like every day it was so dangerous. And she's like, okay and i was like bring everything that's important to you like clothes like your laptop she's like no way like whatever this isn't even a thing and like she came home and then what happened she
1: left things at her apartment so i have to go back to boston um you know i was like what were you thinking i go it's absolutely crazy and when i went back down to boston i mean people are literally running around in the streets really panicked. I mean, the energy was phonetic with everybody.
0: And we didn't even know if they did. were going to close the borders. Remember they were talking about, we can't go over state lines yeah, and all this shit.
1: Absolutely. I right. I, I can't believe it. Then we get all the way to Boston and I asked her before we went down. there. I said, Hey Karina, do you have your key? So we can make sure we get this in the apartment. Bitch. All right. Oh yeah. 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 Dad, I got it. <laughs> we get down there and no key to get into a apartment. Goes, it's okay. I know how to get in the back way. There's a way to get in. I'm
0: <sighs> like, What every parent wants to hear. She couldn't get
1: in the back way of this apartment. And I'm like, I go all the way back. Needless to say, phase two, the hottest part of Corona was dealing with a 22-year-old. Oh, my God. Back at home after living at BU for four years and living on her own, working for a year. Yep. Absolutely was really tough. She man. would
0: be up at uh, like four o'clock in the morning playing video games with her friends, oh, like overseas, screaming. I, I wake up, it's
1: 1.30 it's, in the morning, and I just, I smell something burning.
0: She's up making a pizza.
1: She's <laughs> like, is, She thinks this is a vacation. She thinks this is a Corona vacation. So
0: she's up making well, pizza. Well, it really was for her because I cooked such good food every day. Like we were living our best lives. Yep. Yep. And then we really had to get back to her apartment and get her stuff. So Matt <laughs> getting that stuff out of there. Matt had to hire kind of like a Ray Donovan type of guy to break <laughs> uh-huh. into her apartment and mad dash and grab Get all thing. of her shit. Oh,
1: and her her landlord was is from is, China. Is from China. He's Asian. So he's from China. So he's in China. When do you think he's coming back? Never. Never for a very long time. <laughs> right. right? So he's he's she's unable to talk to him. So we had I hired had this company to go actually. Go it wasn't a
0: company. It was a thug. It was the. It was. A we company. hired a thug. It Matt. was, it was called Ray Donovan smash and yeah, grab and no, said I, that on the fucking truck it's a truck. legitimate company all right and
1: anyways they went down there and they got all of their stuff they go listen we don't pack things we just grab the stuff and put it in the car like so, throw it in bags so I'm like okay well, what are we going to do with all this stuff it could be contaminated with the coronavirus oh my god so me. I said listen I go bring it to the studio we'll put it down in the basement <sighs> so these guys came in you know and these guys they didn't even think corona existed I think nope. the, the landscape is the people that were working you know strong yeah they were like during, whatever
0: they're just like hey how you
1: doing I shake my hand, I'm like, oh my god, you know, I'm trying to elbow them. And
0: by the way, my husband is like the biggest germaphobe before COVID, and he doesn't shake people's hands, he's like Howie Mandel, but like bigger <laughs> and <laughs> less weird and more handsome. I just really like ne- never liked um shaking hands. I think we should go back to the old days where people would like bow to each other, yeah, I like good go day, good day, sorry, yeah, just do that thing with the hand, absolutely, you know, the thing with the hand, 100%. With as you bow, yes, thank like, you, the Europeans, yes,
1: so, yes I think that's, that's
0: what, great. I, I think that's it's great, good. also. So they got her shit, and then she starts going through her shit. Well, guess what? Motherfucking people that she was renting from stole what her her oh, she TV. She never got her
1: TV. That was gone. Sold a bunch of shit from her. That.
0: And, and I was like, you know what, bitch? Serves you right because she did we told get a laptop, you.
1: though. The guy's got a laptop. Yeah. All the big things. And, you know, she didn't have much, anyways. But it was, you know, we got all the things. It was more personal things that she was like, oh, this is really important to me. And, you know, it's. I was like, bitch, animal. if it was
0: so important to you, you should have got it when we first fucking went down there and you should have had your goddamn key. You should have <laughs> actually, no, we should have just brought it home in the first, the first fucking place. place. Absolutely. By the way, while all this is going on, like I said, none of us knew what co- Corona was really all about. So my husband, I would order shit from Amazon, and then my husband would make it sit in the fucking garage cool, for a cool off period for three days. He was like, "It's a cool off period. All of the stuff dies with an." I'm like, "Who said this? Are you the fucking? Are you no, Bill was, Nye the I fucking was, science I was guy?"
1: Reading and listening, and nobody knew. And they said, "Well, listen, bro, they it still takes don't like two know." Or three days. And then the germ, the, the virus can't last oh on the surface God. for three days. Christ. So that wasn't bad enough. Then I got the Lysol spray out there. Spraying yep. down. Spraying all his all balls. All the
0: Amazon boxes. Using it like Banaca.
1: I, I definitely have gone through. What do you call it? Uh, we have
0: post-traumatic stress. Have post-traumatic I think everyone stress. in this world has post-traumatic yeah. stress right now. But the first time, so it was like I cooked for like six weeks straight for three people, 24-7. Plus, I also cooked for Pearl, like homemade from scratch, okay? So I had like a lot of shit on my shoulders. This motherfucker says to me one day, I really, I like, mean, I'm craving, I'm just craving food from outside the house. Like, I love your cooking, but I can't take this anymore. Right. This is three months in now. Yeah. It, it was about
1: three or four. Oh, months it was? Then. It was that I, much? Yeah, was oh God. Time, yeah. Okay. So, we didn't
0: venture out much. No. So he's like, we're going to take a ride. It was like the biggest thing cause we hadn't left the house. Right. <laughs> By the way, I bought a brand new Range Rover right before COVID, and Spirit kept telling me, you don't need a car. You don't need a car. And I'm like, Matt, Spirit keeps telling me that I don't need a car. He's like, what the fuck, Katie? You're a grown-ass woman. Of course you need a fucking car. Yeah. Well, guess Spirit what? Spirit was telling me I was
1: going to be driving around everywhere <laughs> she wanted to go. So <laughs> but I, I wasn't was like, going anywhere. Car, get a car.
0: My Range Rover has sat <laughs> in my friggin' I don't even know, in the garage for, what, two years now. Yeah. Whoever gets my Range Rover after I like give it up because I, I lease it, honestly is going to be the, the luckiest like bitch ever because i have miles on it. 17, 000 miles right. on nothing, it. nothing. Zero. zero and i and you know i'm a clean freak so i can keep it like perfect <laughs> it's right It's the best car ever oh, God. so we venture out of the house and we go i, I think it was chinese food yeah. matt was like i'm craving chinese food so that's right it was chinese food so we venture out of the house there's this little cute place that we go to in um nashua <laughs> new hampshire called lilac blossom they have the best freaking food right so we go in he's like don't anyone touch anything. <laughs> so he puts like fucking gloves on and he puts like a full hazmat suit on and he's like, you know, l- Lysoling everything. And he's like, wouldn't let us take the food out of the boxes. He like put them into like real like our own glass containers and that's these how we had to eat. have
1: no idea how germs are spread i'm in the healthcare business i know i know how to keep my hands and where my hands go these guys are like itching their eyes opening. Packages, i understand
0: that picking, you know picking
1: their nose and, and we've both worked at going, restaurants
0: guys what are you doing you can't be doing this. oh i business. thought you were talking about the people that were in the restaurant you're talking no, about talking me and, about Karina? and Karina. that's so rude i don't pick yeah. my nose
1: no you don't pick your nose but you put your rich in your eye you're touching a box i'm like my god you know nothing about contamination whatever
0: I don't really care. So about I you. took
1: over. I'm like a lunatic that I It know.
0: was the most it was the <laughs> most stressful dinner of my entire fucking life. Like I thought he was gonna like chew up the food for me like a mommy bird and then spit it into my mouth. That's <laughs> nope. like how stressful it once was. I,
1: in my mind, my deranged mind, once it got on the plates, it was no more longer a problem. <laughs> oh <God. laughs>
0: so we've been going through this, right, for like this whole entire time. Then like the fall comes, Karina actually finds a place of her own. She moves um up in northern new hampshire she's like living her best life or whatever has a new job yeah
1: everything is going great which is
0: which Which was awesome and it was like i obviously love her more than life but
1: i love it she summed it up she goes dad i love you i can't stand you
0: i I love you too and i can't stand you And, and i know she can't stand me either because she's a slob and i'm fucking clean freak and like you know I just get on her all the time. Like, I wouldn't want to live with my mother after I had left college and, you know, done all that either. Five years living on your own. But you know this bitch, you live in Katie motherfucking Boyd's house. You live by Katie motherfucking Boyd's rules. Absolutely. And she didn't love that so much. So it was great. She got her own place. We actually started spending more quality time together because she would like come over and visit more or whatever. And that was like the first year. Now we go into all the political bullshit that happened in January yep. during the whole presidential election. I was a hot fucking mess. I literally thought every day, again, I was going to die. I had like a death thing like <laughs> the last two years. I was like, what if I die? What if someone comes to my house and kills me? Oh my God. And that's like, "Kitty, that's not going to happen. I'm like, "Ah!" like 24 seven. Right.
1: I knew we would survive that. I knew we would survive that crazy election stuff, but it was, yeah. it was, uh, it was stressful. It was stressful. I don't care. Along Even... with the COVID, and plus all of the all of the riots and all the things that were going on. I mean, every way you turn, it's like everything we knew was normal was absolutely crazy.
0: Yeah. No. And and honestly, how we're still here is like beyond my wildest imagination because there was many a drunken night where I would get hammered, <laughs> and I would have bonfires in my backyard listening to like fucking witch music, and then I would like singing like Viking. Old Norse, like, ah, nah, nah, and, like, burning shit. And then, like, all the Amazon boxes would be going up in a funeral pyre, and Karina would just look out her window because it, like, overlooked our backyard, and she'd be like, these guys are this crazy. bitch is going to kill me. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, you know, when we're burning, it was all these Amazon
1: boxes that we've been getting
0: Amazon packages. 24, every second, who wasn't getting Amazon packages? So, okay, so the hardest thing was your isolation. Did you learn any lessons during the last two years? Like, did anything come up for you that you're like, Or like remember, like you know what? I've been through this before in a past life. Or this isn't so bad. Or like this is actually making me stronger. Did anything come up for you that you felt like you learned something? I definitely learned that
1: I was wasting a lot of time traveling to do things where I could actually pick up a phone, send an email, or get on a quick Zoom. Yeah. And one of the main one meeting I had was a big meeting in Connecticut, and from New Hampshire to Connecticut it's about two and a half hour drive. Where I had to where we live from where we live. And I got there and it was actually for a fifteen minute meeting. And I'm like, wow, and this is after things started to open up and you know, he wanted this this particular physician wanted me there, which was a great meeting. But I was like, wow, we could have done this so much easier. <laughs> and it was kind of crazy. That's and right. It, you
0: drove like almost three hours three for 15 hours, minutes. It was like a
1: fifteen minute Fuck meeting. I turned around and I had I came home. But back in the day, that was what you did. That was every day of time. your life. It was always driving and face to yeah. face meetings. And I think I could say, we could say, but I learned to save a lot of time. And really, if I am going to meet with somebody, it was going to be something that was going to be, you know, for a longer period of time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Um, I learned how grateful I am for people and, you know, contact and, you know, hugging people um, and being close to people. I'm still not a big handshaker. But boy, I just missed the.
0: Don't anyone shake you know. Matt's hand if you meet him. No, no, I, I don't. Don't mind anyone. Hands. No, don't no, don't shake it. I, I don't mind shaking hands, all right? but like
1: if we're out to dinner or something like that. Oh, I'm here like we go, guys. One of the guys knows us so if we go there often or whatever. He comes over. I'm just about to have a shrimp cocktail or something. Oh my with god! My fingers or whatever, and he <laughs> comes over and shakes my hand,
0: and I'm like, shit! Now I gotta go wash
1: my hands again. <gasps> No, I don't know. Because
0: he's oh, shaking everybody's hands. Yeah, and he's piling with his nuts and you he's fucking just putting his hands out, his pants just, and scratching his butthole. I mean, like, let's be honest. Like, guys sh- are gross. Guys, I don't
1: want to shake your hands when I'm eating my calamari. Oh I just my. want to be left Why away. is
0: that? Why do people think just, that it's a good idea I want, I want, right before you eat your shrimp cocktail to come over and fucking shake your hand?
1: Shake your hand. And then he goes to another table and I see him shaking everyone's hand. I go, oh, he's coming over. He's going to shake our hands. Ugh.
0: Did I have to get my little Purell out? Oh my god! My no, way? I carry I carry hand sanitizer in my purse, and Matt will shake the guy's hand, and he'll go, "Give me the hand sanitizer <laughs> now!" And I'm like, "All right!" And I have to go in my bag and get yeah. the fucking hand sanitizer. Yeah. It's like a whole rigmarole.
1: Yeah, but I, you know, I learned to be grateful for people and being with people. Um, I was also really grateful for you know my clients because they were so loyal. They were so, so grateful. understanding. And everyone was going through and I think it kind of worked best for everybody because they needed something. I'm talking about my martial arts because they needed somebody to kind of work with their kids and work with them because they didn't they weren't able to go to gyms. They weren't able to go anywhere. Everything was shut down. And it was just something one of my students goes, you know, Sensei, Matt, it was just I looked forward so much to just seeing you every day. That you were training. That's And awesome. it was just like, I, I, and that meant a lot to me. That meant so much to me because you can kind of take that for granted. You teach a class or you go into a class or whatever and when it's taken away.
0: It's so, uh, it's so true. Like I'm so grateful for my clients as well because, you know, all of them could have just been like, you know what? I'm out. Yeah. And no one did. No Not one yet. person, and I have so many friends in the same industry as me that they lost every they lost everything. They lost everything. How many martial arts studios, do you know, have closed down? So many, too how, many. How many healthcare companies have closed down? Yeah, yeah,
1: everything. Right, I mean, it's it's across the board, and they actually one client said to me, you know, we I was never going to stop going to you since I, even during COVID because I was just so scared that it wouldn't be open when it was over, and I mm. knew it would be over. That makes and me this is gives my, me chills. This is my family at the studio. And we all come in and we all work together and we all have, you know, goals and it's a very supportive environment where you have here and it's really special. And I'm right. like, wow, you know, it, it, sometimes things like this take, you know, take you back and you have to kind of think about, wow, I really am on the right path with, with my company and really, I am hitting my purpose of really making, changing
0: people's lives. Right. Is there anything that you're like mad at yourself for or embarrassed by? I'm
1: embarrassed <laughs> about the Chinese food. <laughs> When I had the, you know, when I started washing the packages, I think back and I'm like, oh my God, how ridiculous was that? Oh God,
0: I feel so stupid. I feel like, really, Katie, you're a smart motherfucking bitch. Like you, let, like, you let a year and a half of your life be in fear.
1: But apparently, we weren't the only ones, because I was talking to a lot of people, and they're like, oh, yeah, everything that came in, I would kick it over to the side, I would spray it with spraying People Lysol. were washing
0: All. their fucking groceries, man. I,
1: I didn't wash groceries. <laughs> I, I kind of I knew, you know, the Lysol, if I ingested it, it probably wouldn't do good. Oh, my God. Wait
0: a minute. Let's talk. Let's tell them the story about my ice cream freezer. <laughs>
1: that would... <laughs> oh, and another thing I realized is my wife is really, really wicked, wicked smart.
0: As I we am. Say in
1: Massachusetts, wicked smart. I am because we were. I was able to turn the business right around to a virtual company very quickly because that's what are, I you, do, baby. That's what you do, and you were like, you know, you're the one who said, "Hey, take the bags home. Have the clients take the bags home." So your 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 business intuition was like right on spot, you know, and it was I'm a witch. it was awesome. Yes.
0: Because I'm a witch. Yes, witchy What else do you embarrass of yourself about? Uh, why is it? 'cause I'm just I'm it, just why is
1: it you just want my embarrassment out. <laughs> um know? yeah. I, no, I think that was that was You have nothing only,
0: to say about your Fupa?
1: I'm sure I, oh yeah. Well yeah embarrassed <laughs> that I got caught up and you know was like oh <laughs> But we own a gym.
0: I could still go to the gym. And Bro, I, I own a gym and, and I, I have a gym I in my I'm house. A
1: studio. And I'm just like, uh, no, no, I'm not going anywhere. And, you know, I know I was in depression too during COVID. Oh, I had depression. I just didn't know I was in depression because I'm not a depressed type of person. Me neither. And I just had no gumption to do anything other than what I had to do for work. And I would show up for my clients. My clients basically saved me too. Yes. Because it gave me my purpose. Me even too. during a crazy, crazy time. Same um so it was a symbiotic relationship absolutely they were, like, i was helping them but they were also helping me because if i didn't have anyone to show up for mm-hmm. what would my purpose been during that time i mean it was covid has been classic outwitting the devil stuff i mean if yes. you guys ever read napoleon hills outwitting the devil i, I did a Kitty's, podcast about it i know Katie's taught it and gone over it a lot it's it's definitely a book to study and it was, that's what we were in. We were in outwitting the
0: devil. The times. six basic human fears that the devil uses to control the human population are, were all brought into play during the coronavirus. Absolutely. Right? A- absolutely. Fear of death. Yeah. Fear of old age. Because if, if you're old, you, could get, you set, could get really sick, sick and, die, and die. Right? Yeah. And everyone was like, I can't see my Grammy because I'm going to give her COVID. Yeah. Fear of poverty. Because all these businesses were shutting
1: down. Fear of loss of love. With. Fair loss of love. I mean, think about all the people that have know, got canceled. Have got canceled
0: or divorced because oh they're just you know, in depressions and so problems many. like
1: that, and kids not being able to go to school and, and, and see their friends and live a normal yeah. life. I fear mean, of criticism. Yeah,
0: fear of criticism. You don't want to say anything on social media because someone's going to rip your head off. You'll get canceled. You're going to yeah. get canceled. You're yeah. going to get dragged. Yeah. Uh, drag- and how yeah. many of us have like just shut our mouths during this whole time because we're like, fuck. Like, what if we say something and then we lose everything? Not yeah, dragged by the drifters. Oh, these motherfucking <laughs> drifters. If you're a drifter and you're listening to this podcast, go fuck yourself. I don't no, think drifters pick up this podcast. They probably do for one and then they're like, this bitch is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back to sleep. I'm, I'm gonna going to take the blue pill. I take the blue pill. Absolutely. No, I think that we, and I've been very open and vulnerable about this to my clients and on the podcast and pretty much everything I do where I think we, we definitely had depression. um, We definitely had anxiety. And I think we're all as a, not just singularly, but as a collective is going to have post-traumatic stress disorder for Mm -hmm. a long time, if not the rest of our lives. And I was talking to a friend the other day and I was saying to her how, you know, my grandmother, my Nana Pearl lived through the depression and- you know, different wars and things. And when I was a little girl, she would reuse aluminum foil. She would like use aluminum foil and then she'd wash it and then she'd Mm -hmm. dry it. And I'd be like, Nana, what the fuck, dude? Like, you're not broke. Like you can. And she'd be like, why waste it? You know, or like every morsel of food that she ever made was like in a cool whip container in like a lay down refrigerator. Oh, yeah. A oh, of speaking cool, of lay down refrigerators, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of Cool Whip containers were a lot in my of, house, and she would know. like write on it like meatballs, meatballs. turkey soup. Yeah. You know, and then, you
1: know it was bad when the, the, the <laughs> Cool Whip container had the meatballs in it and it was still stained from the red spaghetti sauce. <laughs> yes. And now there's something else in it. Yeah, I would be like, Mom, maybe You're like,
0: we can, throw we this thing out. can we just get some fucking Tupperware, please? Tupperware, like everybody else. Seriously, how so you know, much Cool Whip are we eating around <laughs> here? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, <said>. we <laughs> always had Cool Whip in the house. Oh my goodness. But my husband, to go back to me being wicked smart, wicked smart. When we were all like freaking out because we were like, oh my God, what if we can't get groceries? What if we can't get this? What if we can't get that? I was like, I had wanted a lay down freezer for a really long time. Cause that's like the Portuguese dream, right? You have a <laughs> garden and you like freeze all your stuff for the winter or whatever. And I just hadn't bought one yet. And then COVID was like, gave me like that push to do it. But when I finally got smart to it, there was no lay down freezers left. They were all sold out. And the ones that there were around were like, For a fucking restaurant that served like five hundred covers a night, you know, it was like it's like the size of my podcast. Twenty-two thousand
1: dollars. Yeah,
0: I'm like, this is crazy. Kind of a crane to bring it in. Yeah. So. Open the roof. Oh my god! So, I was like, you know, Katie, put fucking use your head. I was like, what about an ice cream freezer? So I went on like an ice cream restaurant website and bought a legit freezer that they have at like fucking friendlies or yeah. like, I do have sliding, friendlies anymore. Dairy queen with the, Dairy sliding queen the sliding doors. And the guys would not bring it up our driveway because our driveway is really steep. They were like, sorry, bitch. Like you're on your own. So Karina, Matt and I had like a little push wheel thing.
1: Yeah. And Katie's trying to shake the gentleman's hand. Thank you so much. Give me the paperwork. I'll sign. That was like, put so your right? fucking hand I'm down. Put your hand
0: down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shake his hand. I almost lost my mind for a second. I almost <laughs> lost my mind. So, Karina, Matt, and I, in the sweltering summer heat, are oh, pushing, God. like, a 500-pound fucking freezer. I should have lost
1: all my weight just pushing that thing God. up the hill. I should have lost, like, 30 pounds just moving
0: that thing. It was so... F- but oh. you know what, though? Like, I'm laughing now because that was really fucking fun and really funny. Yeah. So, there were really good parts to COVID, too. We started our garden. Yeah. We did a huge yard project yeah. in the front yard. And then we started our second project in the backyard. like. Yeah. There was. It wasn't all bad. No, it wasn't all
1: bad. It was a lot. And the, the good part was that I got to spend a lot of time, you know, because even though Karina was a pain in the neck sometimes... When is a twenty-three-year-old going to be Never. home? Usually with you that long, right. and spend time with you. And we had some really good nights. We I mean, did. we played games like we call it Katie called it wigging out. It's my we'd favorite all, thing all to do. Wigs on, and we'd play board games and be <laughs> up all night because everything else was closed. So we played board games, and you know, every single night we did something. We had some fun. Watched movies together. We watched a series together. Um, you know like my, my business partner Jeremy was like hey, I'm sitting there going watching Marvel I watched every single Marvel movie I know with two kids when would you ever were, have
0: time to do that they
1: were both in college colleges were shut down they had some online classes he's like the best part is I come home from work and I, I get to you know yeah. spend time
0: with my kids absolutely you know? so I think there's a lot of silver lining to 100%. That as well, but So where are you going now to wrap to wrap up our podcast? Like where are you going now like in your life? Like what's your goals, what's your dreams, what's your aspirations for 2022 and beyond? Big my, Benad.
1: Yeah, Big Benad's goals. You know, my goal right now, my purpose in life is really to help and motivate and really work with as many children as I possibly can because I think the two years of the isolation and the zooming and the mask wearing and all of the stuff that came along with this awful pandemic has caused a lot of psychological problems to kids. And I think,
0: and you're uh, not just saying that, you actually are seeing so that, and that. you know from the parents. I know for a
1: fact. I mean, you know, I'm very, very plugged into the healthcare community. One of my best friends runs this major, major uh, uh, hosp- hospital chain. And I asked him one day, we were just talking. I said, hey, how are the COVID numbers? And this is recently. This is like maybe about a month ago or so. And he goes, you know, the COVID numbers I'm not really concerned about. I'm concerned about all of the beds that will be taken for pediatric psychiatry (laughs) and emergency psychiatry. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is not kids thinking about things like, oh, I don't like my mommy, and she did this like four years ago. Or being bullied at school. These kids are ready to... Either check out or whatever. I mean, it's emergency. Psychotic They're
0: having psychotic breaks. breaks. They're having psychotic breaks as and young as like four and five years old. Four or five years old.
1: Uh, they said it's affecting everyone from about from five years old, four and five years old, all the way up to the age of thirty.
0: Oh my gosh! So all
1: of these new things we're going to be dealing with for a long time. And my mission is to help kids, help young adults, help people. Make sure if I can get through this, being a psycho that I am, as far as germs and all these things, and I know I have the tools to be able to help um, as many people as I
0: can. So that sounds amazing. Yeah, that's my mission. Um, How can people find you, Matt?
1: Um, They can reach out to me at Dojo Sante Martial Arts in my website, and it's dojosante at gmail.com. Uh, you're also on instagram i'm on instagram you just started Instagram. instagramming again i'm oh, my also Lord. on facebook anyway you want to reach out to me please do um i'm also have a great virtual program for kids now that I, we put together over the um during covid the beginning part of covid so there's a lot of different ways to work with me which is good
0: that's awesome yeah. uh any parting words for any of our bitches and bitches, stay strong. And
1: I'm back. Oh, so, this is not the last you'll be hearing. God. For me. Big Banat is back on the podcast. Jesus, it's, it's
0: take the podcast wheel. Again. Um, I hope that you guys actually do reach out to Matt. So, if you have little kids, even if you're not in the Southern New Hampshire area, Matt, like Matt says, he does a ton of virtual stuff so just reach out to him he'd be more than happy to talk i mean you're so open and you're so welcoming to everybody that reaches out to you which i appreciate not a cold ass icy bitch like me (laughs) (laughs) you're like the nicest person in the world oh wow the check's in the mail man check's (laughs) in the mail well thank you guys for listening to the bitches podcast i mean big bernard was a tasty treat let me tell you and he will be back At it, let me tell you, it's gonna be juicy, it's gonna be deep, it's gonna be raw, it's gonna be real. But in the meantime, don't forget to stay ambitious. Love you guys.